0: I decided to change the series a little bit today because it, uh, what happened this morning at the 9-11 memorial kind of messed up my emotions and my thinking in a good way. Working with the fire department has shown me an awful lot. A lot of sacrifice that people put into. There are police officers there today as well. EMS, emergency services, politicians. It was an important time. And what got me was I had to be quiet. Yeah, like quiet for nine minutes and 11 seconds. You know what nine minutes and 11 seconds does to you when you got ADD? (laughs) It's hard. But I was thinking, and I was having discussions with a number of individuals there, our mayor and uh, Harold Albrecht, who many of you know, and Michael Harris, and we were talking about where were we when this happened? I know exactly where I was. I was visiting good friends of mine, John and Nancy Mowat, had just stopped in at their house and was talking at the door, their TV was on, and suddenly our attention was switched. And I'm watching and watching, going no, no, no. So I gotta get home. And I booted home, called my wife, and said, "Lori, you gotta see this." And we began watching what darkness does, what blindness does, and that's exactly what happened on 9/11. Darkness, pain loss shook an entire country. How often does that happen, folks? Hopefully never again. I had to stop and think this morning. Watching the changing of guards, police officers, firemen. I think there were 343 firefighters who lost their lives. 60 police officers and 8 ambulance attendants. Plus, Parents, friends, lovers, gone. Some evaporated into thin air. Some throwing themselves off of the side of a building so they didn't have to suffer anymore. It was horrific. In fact, I believe it was the fire department chaplain for the city of New York that was the first emergency service person killed from somebody falling which changes the protocols for how that role should be functioning on scene it was a sobering day and after year one the world was remembering I find it interesting that yesterday as I'm talking about today happening people are saying so how many years ago was that? Eight, nine, 15 years today. Goes by fast. I, just, I think Jen Shaw was just telling me that they're putting it in the history books now for kids so they learn what the heck happened. 15 year olds. So they know what happened the year they were born. My son was born that year, Sarah was born. <laughs> it's so easy to forget. And to become numb. Oh, that was down in the States. Oh, that happened in another country. Oh, that was in another province. Oh, that was in another city. Oh, that was on the far side of the city. But when it affects you, and somebody you know, the memory sticks in tighter. Or, if you connect with somebody, who knows? We need to remember. But I'm not going to be talking necessarily about 9-11 remembering. All of you will have your news feeds filled with plenty of that today. So I was thinking, what does Scripture say about the importance of remembering? And what is important to remember? Well, I want to begin this 9-11 remembering that I believe Jesus himself would be standing here as well, remembering with us, and have a reason to believe that. I believe Jesus identified with people and their pain. He understood the culture. He understood that if you get to a wedding and you're putting it on, and somebody blew their proportions way out of Out of sync and totally messed up their order in ordering the wine. How embarrassing that would be. He identified and he made an incredible batch. (laughs) The good stuff. He identified with emotions and feelings. The people, humans, go through. Why? Because he became human. And later, being the Son of God, and I don't believe he knew everything all the time. I believe he was living a perfect human life. Fully God, fully human, but not living out of his divine resources, having to be dependent on his Father the entire time including knowledge coming to him, he had to rely, Father, what's going on here? Even when he said, I don't know the day or the time, I think he actually meant it. Growing up, I thought he was kind of lying. Of course you know you're God. He was God. He didn't know because his father, whom he was abiding in, hadn't revealed it to him yet. Living fully dependent. This is how we are to live like Jesus, living fully dependent on Christ, abiding in him, not out of our own resources, not of our own clever ways. Jesus is walking and talking with people and he hears of his good good friend dying. Doesn't make it back on time. And you know what he does? At the funeral, oh, he's late. He missed the burial. Who does that for your really, really, really good friend? Hmm. Something must have happened to cause him not to show up. Whether it was the father holding him back, we're not sure. Nobody can prove that he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. There's some hints. But my hunch is, he knows his father by now, may have some hope but no clear, clear answer. And do you know what he sees? People weeping. Why are they weeping? Because they remember a loved one, they remember a relationship that they had with Lazarus. And he's gone. In fact, he's in a stuck tomb now. And Jesus, what does he do? Got this, guys. No, he doesn't. Two words. Jesus wept. Why? Because he's human. He identified with the pain of loss. And he wept. We can start to go through Jesus' entire life. And begin to identify all the human emotions and pains we have gone through. The rejections. The physical hurts and the beatings. The abandonment. Absolute betrayal. Jesus has gone through it. We must remember that Jesus has done it already. Because He has, we can go to Him as our source, as our encouragement, as our comfort, as our help. He understands. He's got marks to prove it. Tombstones. Remind us of the ones we love and who have passed away. Some are huge. Some are tiny. Some are just a stick in the ground. There are reminders. Let me remind you that the empty tomb is your hope to remind you of a risen Christ who has defeated death and we need not fear it even though we are wired to live, none of us wants to die. He's conquered it. Now we're just starting school and you don't want to talk about report cards yet. Or do you? No. No. no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do report cards do? Don't give me that blank look. You know exactly what they mean. They tell you whether you've done really well or really bad or in between or whatever. And sometimes you hide the report card. Other times you're, sure, mom. You're whatever. You're like, you know, your attitude coming home, your parents know exactly what's in there without even reading it. Okay? we got it. It's about Performance. Good or bad, performance. But let me tell you, the Bible is filled with testimony reports of what has happened and how God has performed His good works in you. You need to remember He has begun a good work in you. You are not worthless. You're not a piece of garbage. He began a good work in you. He put himself in you. (laughs) That's really good. Remember when Moses was sauntering over to this bush that's on fire. Hey, shoes off. What? It's holy ground. It's shoes off. there he is. Shoes off. Because the ground was holy. Why was it holy? Because that's where the presence of God dwelt at that time. Funny. Jesus dwells in you. Which makes you holy. And there's nothing you can do about that. (laughs) You can't out-sin the grace of God, but don't ever think that that's a license to go sin. Grace is not a license to sin. It is the freedom not to anymore. When you understand the holiness in you, and the the profound gift of Christ to you, you're not going to want to. Those that are trying to use it as a license, calling it grace, are narrow and short-sighted and do not understand. They're still being selfish, wanting their own way, and have much to learn. They're just little children. That's all they are. So don't get mad at them for acting like children, just because you expected more. Chill. Jesus has no other expectations on us. He knows how mature we are and where we're going. And he's gentle, careful and gracious. How many times have you driven along the highway? I remember when, uh, I was on a mission trip to Mexico and Elaine uh, Smith will know this we saw some pretty scary roads and there were some crosses all over the place I, I could not believe how many crosses we saw that just meant people died there a lot of people I remember one time I was driving with Gerardo and Steve and we chose never to do this ever again um, we're, we flew to the place the next time <laughs> but we drove through the mountains from, to get to Puerto Vallarta And we'll never do that again, especially with the insanity of drivers and all the crosses that we saw there were crazy. One spot had a whole bunch of crosses. I don't think it was one bus crash. It was a common area where people died. They remind us of pain in this world, that somebody has lost somebody. I remember coming to church one morning on a Sunday and the roundabout from Elmira, was closed coming here and had to go all the way around and a young boy, eighteen years old, middle of the night, got lost, did a ue flipped his car, killed. I got a call that afternoon. Will you do that funeral? Is that what does that do to your emotions? It's real those crosses remind us but the cross of Christ also reminds us that Jesus has endured our pain already and understands he's given us freedom we just had the Olympics and all these wonderful things hanging around people's necks look what I did the difference and I saw this on a comedy thing I didn't make this up but I thought it was so funny You know, it's like a race. This is this is fourth place. This is bronze. That's silver, and that's gold. Pretty good, eh? Gold! Just from a just across the line. Just just that's it! Fourth place! You suck! That's not fair! We were rewarded for silly things. (laughs) Because they remember, ha, 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 I was there. The trophies. The brave Purple Heart Award. When we get hurt, we rub A535 on us to try and numb the pain. Our promise instead is the future hope and glory of Christ in us. He is our award. You have won. It's just that the preliminaries all suck. The battle is won. But we still have to walk through it. Nobody's immune from it. There are no promises. You will avoid pain. Nowhere in Scripture is that taught. I like how... Peter, when he was tempting or being tempted to deny Christ, Jesus said to him, Peter, I prayed for your faith. Not that you will escape all this pain and suffering, but I prayed for your faith. We've talked about this the last couple weeks, so I'm not going to reiterate that one too much. Your reward, your trophy is Christ himself. And what did you do to earn it? Was it this, this, or that? None of it! You were were this. And you won. Like, how fair is that? I can see a bunch of people go, I'm in! (laughs) That's the chips! When you see, when your eyes are open to how big... His grace is. You will start loving other people effectively. <coughs> if you're stuck in a me first world, my feelings are hurt. I want my way. This person did that to me. This was taken from me. Nah, 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 nah. You've just revealed how much of a child you are. And that's okay. When you see somebody else acting like that, they're acting like a child and need to be reminded. They have forgotten two things. That their sins have been cleansed. Second Peter 1. Read it. It's powerful. You are clean. Jesus forgave you done now start acting like it you don't have to go back to drink from that terrible stream where it's all contaminated water he's giving you a brand new living water himself drink from him holidays and birthdays we remember events like today 9-11 And birthdays and the cards are really for moms to remember, not that they need reminding, but they remember. Birthdays, to look back and remember. When you've had a loss, you remember. If I'm not mistaken, Mike and Julie, correct me if I'm wrong, Courtney, but they named the middle name what? And why? and one of them passed it. Catherine passed away, correct? Yes. There's a memory in a name. Oh my goodness. Of a baby that passed away and now it's been placed into a newborn. (laughs) That's amazing. There's pain everywhere. The pain of not even having a baby. Seriously. Seriously. It's not about you. Really? Each of us have wounds, scars, cuts. Some will heal, some will not. You may have a gash from when, well, I remember I was working at a, um, uh, installing heating and air conditioning, and I decided to have have a drill, and you put the screw on to put the sheet metal in. So I decided to hold the drill this way. So the, and I'm, Pulling down like this. So you can imagine what about, what's about to happen. <coughs> right in my forehead. I got screwed in the head. <coughs> Blood everywhere. My brother was over looking at me. <coughs> I have a scar to prove it. I will not forget. Some people have scars on the inside. Some of you have scars of hurts that people have done to you. And you will not forget. But that pain is not who you are, it's just where you've been. Your future awaits you. You don't live your future based on your past, you live your future based on who is your future the one who lives in you. No excuses. It's so much easier just to close yourself off, stir your little pot of what was me, much easier. Because it feels good. Because if you have to move out of that and hold yourself accountable, that's hard. If you know somebody like that, you just be gracious to them. They need help getting out of that. Everybody's remembering something. Something. that's what holidays do and birthdays Sundays are to remember that you're not alone you're part of a larger body a body of believers you don't have to go to church nobody has to go to church for one you are the church we'll talk about that next week but the benefits are incredible whatever you put in you get out goes for everybody. Well, they're just not meeting my needs. (laughs) Oh, yeah? If I got a nickel for every time I heard that from people, I'd be rich. Mm -hmm. Grow up. Grow up. You have been called to grow up. Part of growing up means remembering. Scars and scrapes. Guess who has permanent ones? Jesus. He understands pain. He's a holy man. You didn't get that, did you? He's a holy... Okay, just checking. And His holiness is in you. So you can walk with your head up with the faith He has given you to endure through every circumstance. Poppies in November remind us of people who have given their lives for the sake of freedom. Whether you're a pacifist or not, I don't care. I used to have this attitude, I'm not wearing a poppy because I'm part of a pacifist denomination. It was so immature in my mind. In my mind, I'm speaking for me now. Not the church, me. I was lacking respect for others who did hold to that. Don't become insensitive and do not become dogmatic. People are remembering. In scripture, there are other memories that happened and they used altars, piles of stones to remember significant events. In Joshua, they just crossed the Jordan River and they were called out Pull 12 stones and make them as a place to remember what I have done here. What are your memory things? What are your little altars? Some people have a small Catholic station or Orthodox station where they remember something and it's their holy spot. And the Western Evangelical Church kind of goes, that's idol worship. It is not. Stop the judgments. And recognize that as somebody's authentic human way to remember. Don't mock it just because you haven't got one. Or if yours is different. Please, connect with the humanity that we are. Then skin color means nothing. Then even religions mean nothing. The love of Christ is what matters. Remember, you're not alone. And you only have a partial truth. Yeah, but I grew up Baptist. I got all the truth. (laughs) I grew up Baptist, so I can say that. Insert denomination, whatever. You only have partial truth. None of us have it all. We are still growing and learning. Finding out who this God is we say we believe in. And the more I look at Jesus, the more my God, the Father, gets better and better. I want to remember. All right, page two of four. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually, I'm, it's actually true. <laughs> we'll see if I get to it next week or not. But today, remember your loved ones. Remember those who are hurting just like Jesus identified with those who are hurting. Life is not about you. It is about others. That is the grace and gentleness of Christ, who sought not to serve himself, but to serve others. There's an example. (laughs) Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer, please. Heavenly Father as I wear this uniform that reflects service reminds us we are called to serve in response to how you direct us not out of duty but out of delight and listening to the prompting of your Holy Spirit May today be a day to remember first what happened at the cross as we celebrated communion, common union, our oneness with Christ. Remind us we are never alone. You'll never abandon us. You have already walked through pain for us and are walking through it with us. May we never grow insensitive to the pains of others we never be self-seeking but seeking the needs of others first you're a good god and i thank you for a day to remember amen